Friends, hear the account of the resurrection from the Gospel of John, the 20th chapter, beginning with verse 11. Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she bent into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at his head and one at his feet. And they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, they've taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't know it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, just tell me where you've laid him, and I will take him away. But Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. And Jesus said back to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them all these things that he said to her. This too is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, heavenly dove, with all thy quickening power. Come shed abroad a Savior's love that it may kindle ours. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. One unassuming day at a metro stop in Washington, D.C., a man rode down the escalator and found a spot in the subway. He had strolled up in jeans and a cotton shirt with a baseball cap on. And when he found a good spot, he put down his violin case and pulled out his violin and began to play, hoping for a buck. He played for around an hour, long enough that more than a thousand people passed by this makeshift concert. And he played classics and a few recognizable tunes with beauty and grace and a smile. A few folks stopped along their travels enough to really listen. Several thought he was quite good. And after a considerable amount of time had passed, he put down his bow and he began to look through his case and he counted up what was there and found a total of $52.17. And that afternoon, he returned to his work as the accomplished professional violinist who just days earlier had played the exact same repertoire before a packed concert hall where tickets sold for $100 a seat. And his name was Joshua Bell. And I have to assume that if more than a thousand people walked by that day and only seven stopped to listen, that with the exception of our own Dr. Crutchfield, we probably would be among those who sauntered past beauty, too busy, too distracted, too preoccupied 
to notice the gift that was right before us. Because it's easy to miss moments of transcendence, of transformation, of resurrection, even if they're right in front of us when they're being offered to us by a stranger. But that's how the Easter story begins. Easter begins as an encounter with a stranger. All of us are here this morning because Jesus Christ is risen from the dead, but that day in the garden, when Mary went to the tomb, she was not able to recognize it any better than we would have recognized Joshua Bell. She'd gone to the graveyard that morning heavy with grief. She had stood at the foot of the cross just three days prior and watched her Lord be crucified. She knew that he was dead. And so here she found herself, just simply trying to take care of the body of Jesus after this terrible event. And many of you who have lost someone that you hold dear know what those days are like right after you lose someone. You're simply trying to put one foot in front of the other and go through the motions, write the obituary, plan the funeral, clean out the house, tend to the body and your loved one's precious possessions. Sure, Mary had heard Jesus talk about resurrection a whole bunch of times in his three years of ministry, but that day she wasn't looking for new life or beauty. So when she encounters a stranger in the cemetery... She drew a logical conclusion. He's probably the gardener. His utility to her was simply to help her find this missing body so that she could carry on with her grief. Because these are not signs where we expect resurrection. And yet in this story, in the Easter story, we're reminded that those first signs of resurrection hope come to us in the face of a stranger in the midst of grief and displacement. So perhaps the Easter story is an opportunity for us to look out at a world where there is too much despair and ask, where is the stranger who might be the presence of the risen Christ? Do we have eyes even to see? You know, as the war in Ukraine broke out in the, those first few days, women and children began pouring across the border into Poland to escape the horrors that are unfolding in their own country. Most left with the clothes on their back, what money and precious possessions they could gather, and they made their way west. Just days before, they had been living what seemed like normal lives, and now suddenly and unexpectedly, they found themselves as refugees. And amidst the emotional and physical load that they were carrying, they weren't looking for resurrection. They were just trying to make it through the next day, or hour, or minute, much like Mary. But as those refugee mothers crossed into Poland and they made their way to the train station, the next stop on an unknown journey, they found rows and rows of baby strollers of all shapes and sizes left for them by Polish mothers who knew that this was an essential supply for a mother of a young one in a time of unexpected transition. It was a simple gift, a small gesture at the end of the day, but a sign of resurrection amidst despair left there by a stranger. 
the first signs of resurrection, of hope and new life and a way forward, begin as an encounter with a stranger. And this, of course, was not the first time that moments at a train station became opportunities for resurrection. In 1958, Michael Bond created the popular children's book, now television show, Paddington Bear. Perhaps some of you know it. Paddington arrives at the train station in his classic blue overcoat and red hat, wearing this simple handwritten tag around his neck that says, please take care of this bear. Thank you. And the book begins, Mr. and Mrs. Brown first met Paddington on a railway platform. And the adventures that come and the life that unfolds for this sweet bear is all possible because of this encounter with a stranger. But the thing is, Paddington Bear isn't just a sweet children's book. Because when Bond went to write the book, he recalled that just prior to the outbreak of the Second World War, there was an effort called the Kinder Transport that relocated children trapped in Nazi territory to Britain to avoid these children being sent to camps. Children would arrive, just like Paddington did, with a tag around their neck with their name and intended address, wearing an overcoat and a hat, and carrying their precious possessions in a suitcase. And they were alone and terrified, and it was through an encounter with a stranger that they found resurrection hope in the midst of despair. So Bond captured through Paddington this resurrection moment in the lives of children where hope was possible because of the love of a stranger on a train platform. Easter. Easter begins with an encounter with a stranger. The first signs of resurrection emerge out of grief in a graveyard, out of transition at a train station, out of despair and displacement. And that in and of itself is really good news. Because it's a reminder that the Easter story is for all of us, especially those of us who are carrying something difficult, a struggling marriage, crippling anxiety, job insecurity, a new diagnosis, an empty wallet, an aging loved one. It's a reminder that resurrection is for all of us who are at points of transition, at that train stop between what is and what is to come, between who we are and who we long to be. The risen Christ has a way of showing up in those places, in the face of a stranger, with a surprising gift that brings forth new life. But Easter isn't just good news. Easter is the best news that the world has ever witnessed because Easter doesn't end with the encounter with a stranger. The risen Christ comes to us as a stranger, but when we cannot recognize Christ, Christ recognizes us. He meets us and greets us and calls us by name, and in that moment, the scales can fall from our eyes. Without knowing it, Mary had correctly identified Jesus as the gardener. He's the one who brings forth new life, new hope, new creation into being. But it wasn't until Jesus called Mary by name 
that she could recognize him as the risen Lord. You know, the difference between Joshua Bell and Polish moms and Paddington Bear and the risen Christ is that those first moments on, at train stations are signs of resurrection hope, but the stranger is allowed to remain a stranger. The Easter promise is that we are not meant to remain strangers to God because for God we have never been strangers in the first place. The risen Christ comes to us as a stranger, but when we can't recognize him, he recognizes us. When we don't know what to call him, Jesus calls us by name. And no matter what you're carrying, when we hear our names, we remember what we have known all along that God has claimed us and loved us from the very beginning. We hear those echoes of the prophet Isaiah, I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through fire, you will not be burned, for you are precious in my sight, and I love you. All of you showed up this morning on Easter Sunday because we are a community of people who one way or the other God has called by name. Maybe it was at your baptism. Maybe in an experience as a, of a stranger. Maybe in the stirring of your own heart. But the promise of the risen Christ is that God knows each and every one of you. God knows you, Alex, and you, John, and you, Brian, in the back corner, and Allie, and Sarah, and Barbara. Christ knows you whether you are well known by this congregation or whether this is your first time inside a church ever whether you feel estranged from God or carrying around heavy burdens, or this is just another joyful day, God knows you and wants for you life and hope. And when we know that we are known and loved by God the way Mary did when Christ called her by name, then our eyes can see afresh and a graveyard turns into a garden and our pain and grief is transformed into hope and promise and the risen Christ is no longer a stranger, but our risen Lord. Easter begins as an encounter with a stranger. But once we have been recognized and loved by God, we are charged like Mary to tell others, to share the story, to bear witness of that time that a stranger became a friend, when the God who felt absent was suddenly and strangely present, when new life sprang forth, when a gift appeared at a train station, when the noise in the subway turned out to be the melody of God. We're charged to tell that story so that others are prepared for an encounter with the risen Christ as well. Joshua Bell's story of busking in the subway went viral. And seven years later, he returned to that same metro stop, to play again. But this time, this time people had told the story. This time they knew he was coming, and thousands showed up at the train station to hear. This time people recognized him, and the beauty and gift of music rang forth such that all who had ears could hear, and their hearts were filled with joy. Easter begins 
as an encounter with a stranger. The first signs of resurrection, of hope, of a way forward begin when we are not yet able to recognize Christ and Christ recognizes us. But once those scales fall from our eyes, we become together an Easter people, a people like Mary who are charged to go and tell others, I have seen the Lord. For the good news of Easter is that Christ still comes to us. And the only thing we can say in response is hallelujah. Amen.